Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's postcard is from Aegean, Egeiska, Macedonia. And the song is Urva Fanka. songs recorded by the group Bab Cherokee, which is founded in 1971 by women who migrated from Aegean or Egeiska Macedonia. the very first group who ever recorded songs for the National Radio Recording Archive Radioscopia and it was really embraced quickly because for the first time we the listeners, the audience had a chance to listen to real voices and real songs from that part of Macedonia, from the Egeiska or Belomorska Macedonia, also known as Belomorska because Aegean Sea is White Sea and Belomore in Macedonian is the name for the same sea. The group of the ladies who got together are almost all of them from the same place, which is the village of Bapcher. Unfortunately, today, none existing anymore. There are some remainings, some ruins, which spot the place of a village who existed many, many, many years ago. The group was founded by four ladies, some of them from the village of Bapcher. Leta Maneva Bargieva from Babchor and Dosta Donevska from 
uh, the village of Babchar. Vasilka Klanjeva is from Drenoveni, which is nearby Kostur, and she actually was the reason of kind of a misunderstanding and not uh, a friendly relationship with uh, between Babchurki and the group of Kosturchanki, because she was from Kostur and she joined the group of Babchur, and the ladies from the Kosturchanki group were not very happy with it. And the last one, Lefteria Shankarovska, she is from Sarakinovo, which is the Voden region. Voden is today's Edessa. But they named the group Babchurki in honor of the non-existing village of Babchur anymore. So as I said, they were the first one, and people from Vardar Macedonia had a real chance, again, to listen to these new songs, which are slightly different from the Vardar Macedonia songs. Uh, you might ask, why are they different? They're different because of the dialect to begin with, which is not the same as Varda uh, dialect or the Pirin dialect. And also the rhythm was slightly different. Like we have the Sirto. Mo many of the songs from Aegean Macedonia are in the Sirto rhythm. And the Varda Macedonia does not really have so many songs in this rhythm, especially the one from northern Macedonia, uh, do not have this kind of rhythm and dances and dancing. So uh, maybe that's why, because of, you know, the, that music was a new variety which was introduced to the audience of Radio Skopje. Later on, the next year, in 1972, the group, uh, also women group from that part of the of Macedonia, from Voden, Eze Edessa, was founded by four ladies, four or five ladies actually, Vodenki. They mostly recorded with uh, Chalgia. As I said again, their interpretation is very specific. Again, why? Because it has these Aegean Macedonian sounds and notes are interwoven in the interpretation. There was uh, Meglenki, another group from ladies from Aegean Macedonia. Meglenki actually is a mixed group. Uh, two of them are from one area, and the one is from a second area, and one of them is from Voden area. They are not exactly from the same uh, village, but still the same region, north part of Aegean Macedonia, which is around the world.
I know one of, actually I know two of them. I know um, Tina Tasheva and Maria Gatseva. Tina Tasheva used to sing with my mother. My mother, I had a group from Ovce Pole, that's what they're called, Ovce Polki. And uh, Tina really loved the way they sang and she just asked if she can join the group. She successfully fit in uh, with the group and they recorded many, many, many songs together. of Meglenki, one of the ladies was absent. She was out of the country. And uh, there were only three of them. I know that Tina asked my mother to join the group. And my mother did record with the group. And then we have Kosturchanki. Most of these groups are four or five. And Kosturchanki, at one point, were the biggest group, something like six or seven. And then, you know, that as the time went on, some of them left the group. And at the end, they ended up again with four of them. Turkey were the most popular of all of them, not because they were the best, but because they were the first one who were introduced as a singing group from Aegean Macedonia. A lot of people for the first time had a chance to invite them to concerts and shows and tourings abroad, like they're going to Australia, to Canada, to Eastern European countries where there's a lot of people from Aegean Macedonia who were displaced during the, the war in Greece. There's a lot of children, Macedonian descendant, who were uh, misplaced and taken from Aegean Macedonia to all around Europe, Eastern European countries like Poland, like Czech, Czechoslovakia. Some of them were sent to Tashkent, and they never came back uh, to their birthplace. Some of them did, but most of them uh, grew up in the countries where they were being sent, and they decided to stay in there. So, as I said, uh, they kept inviting Babchurki to visit their Macedonian associations and dancing or singing groups to be their guests. So they performed in there. And then uh, the rest of the groups uh, were also being invited all around Europe and mostly Australia because of so many Macedonian immigrants in Australia. And there's a lot, a lot of Macedonians from Aegean Macedonia who migrated to Australia and America. They were the first one actually migrating to the Western and 
uh, Australian world. I have a question. These four groups, were they groups before they ended up in what's now called North Macedonia, or were they formed once they got there? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think they were in a group, singing group, before they came to Republic of Macedonia. So when they migrated to the upper part of Macedonia, from the Greek part, of course they were, you know, still getting together they were still, you know, communicating. They were still socializing. They were attending the same events like christening parties, like uh, gatherings. Of community gatherings? Community gatherings also, weddings also. What do you call the, uh, when you get exchange uh, rings for... Uh, engagement parties? Engagement parties. And all, any kind of, you know, events of getting together. And very often in Macedonia, I remember people used to organize Bapture evening, uh, okay. which means, you know, people from Bapture and surrounding the village of Bapture, they all get together, and the ones who know each other, they see each other, and they also meet other people that they don't know. They don't know. So that's how these ladies found each other, and that's how they organized themselves into a singing group. Uh, we should give a credit to Radio Skopje and the whole Department of Radioscopia for kind of grabbing all these ladies and recording and enriching the archive with uh, songs from Aegean Macedonia. Mm -hmm. As I said, that part was very poor in recording. We did have few singers from um, Aegean Macedonia, like the very first one who stepped forward and uh, did record uh, songs from Aegean Macedonia, Iskostadinka Palazova. Mitze Dimitrov from that part of the world. Vasileva, who recorded successfully with this nice, beautiful, as we say, pearl voice, but she migrated to Australia. But even with few recordings, she's still remembered among the lovers of nice music. <laughs> Ma 
As I said, there were few of them, but not so many. And when these groups came, they just kept on engaging them in recording, 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 recording. So, so uh, Bab Turki, they have around over 100 songs recorded for the Radioscopia. And uh, Vodenki, they have around 60, 70, something like that. And Meglenki also have around 60. Kosturchanki, they have, I don't know the number, but I would say it's less than uh, Babchurki, but more than Vodenki and Meglenki. So let's talk about the song itself, Urva Fanka. Urva Fanka was one of the first few songs recorded by the group. As I remember, the first songs were Urva Fanka and Belolice Ljubamjas. That's how it used to go with the recordings, you know, two, three songs at the most, four songs in one recording session. And they were twice a week recording days for the folk department. They used to practice like one or two rehearsals and then the third time go to the studio and do the recording. So we've talked about this before. So at these rehearsals, there's a music director who's directing their rehearsals. How does that director decide on the instrumentation that accompanies the singing? Yeah, okay. We did talk about this, but uh, the, the music director, producer, does not attend the rehearsal. Oh, really? No. Uh, what I said, if you remember, before deciding whether somebody would record or not, we go and sing the song in front of a music arranger and the music producer, and they decide which orchestra, which instruments uh-huh. will be the piece accompanied by. So Bab Turki, uh, luckily at that time, Zivko Firfov was the music producer, and we should give him a big credit because, you know, he really put a lot of himself, a lot of his time, a lot of, you know, talking and encouraging these, these ladies to sing and sing and sing, record and record, record, because he knew, you know, one day that spring will end up with the water, but the recordings will remain in the archive. So he did, he did a great job, indeed, in uh, making the effort and making these groups being so successful in finding and interpreting and recording the songs from Aegean Macedonia. In Aegean Macedonia, they do not have a tambura kaval, these traditional instruments. They do have, but they don't have bands. They don't have orchestras to accompany these groups. You know, they have classical, mostly brass bands. It's very typical for Aegean Macedonia, a brass band. But coming to Skopje, to Republic of Macedonia, they decided, the music managers and specialists, decided that these songs will be a lot better with Narodni Instrumenti. Papchurki recorded only with Narodni Instrumenti. And if you listen to their music and the songs, they really fit with these instruments. They don't even fit in Chalgia rhythm and sound. They don't fit in music making. If you go with um, Meglenki, for instance, and Vodenki also, who recorded with Chalgia, you can tell the songs are different in melody, in rhythm, in waving the melody and the ornaments. They 
fit, then they're very suitable for the Chalgia. Oh, so what you're saying is that the Vodenki and Meglenki songs were more suitable for Chalgia, and the Babchoki songs were more suitable for uh, Narodin instrument. instrumenti. Yeah, but uh, Meglenki, they also have record, uh, recordings with uh, Narodin instrumenti, with Kaval Tambura, Gaida. They also, ah, okay. they also do. Yeah, because as I said, the ladies do not come from the one village. The ladies from different villages. And remember I told you, different village, different customs. So even though it's over beyond the hill, still it's a different village, different habits, different tradition. Not really different, so much different, but different in one way or another. Here and there you can see, you can spot a difference which is not present in the next door village. So they have a more variety of songs. Babchurki, they have only one style. They are very successful, and maybe it's a good thing they, they stick to that style because, you know, it was maybe their favorite style. And that's why they put everything of themselves into the interpretation and the song. So let's talk about Urvafanka. Urvafanka, be just a... Folk song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a song. <laughs> no, what I meant is, it's another love song. The theme is, Fanka, it's a girl, is going around wandering in the field trying to pick some grapes, but not from her own vineyard. And unfortunately, the field guard, which is always a man, the one who watches the field from the thieves and intruders, catches. Panka, and of course, the penalty is, if you want me to let you go, what would you promise me? And of course, you know, I'll promise you my five coin lira, which is a Turkish golden coin, but it's five piece. There's one lira, half lira, and five. Like a nickel or something. In value, five times. Five times the base. The base. Yeah, five times the base. And he goes, I don't want your... Pendolira, which is five times lira. I don't want your pendolira. I want your white face and I want your lips and I want, meaning, you know, so you become my girlfriend. It's another way of expressing love between men and women. And interesting thing about Urva Fanka is Urva in Aegean Macedonian means somebody who walks around, who wanders around. And the word is not known in Vardar Macedonia. It's a new word. It's a dialect which is used in some parts of Egeiska Macedonia. And the very first recording was Urva Fanka, unison. Four ladies singing unison. Later on, the song, the melody, is kind of, as we say, it's demanding for a third vocal. So they made a, a new recording with one lady, which is Leta Bergieva, singing the harmony in third. Urva became a popular song, and people made fun of that word. If you change the very first letter of Urva with another letter, it becomes a very indecent meaning. So people were making fun 
especially singing at these gatherings, they would sing it with that different letter at the beginning of the word. And the ladies of Bab Turkey group didn't like it. So when they recorded this on LP, it was recorded on LP 45, you know, the small Oh, the 45s, yeah. Yeah, remember? So they changed it to Sheta Fanka. Oh, no kidding. They completely changed the word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sheta Fanka, which is, you know, Sheta, walking around, wandering around. Which is a more of a northern dialect, probably. They also have it in Sheta in uh, Egeiska, Macedonia, and in Pirin, Macedonia. But the word Urva is not common for Vakta, Macedonia. Right. So that's why they changed it. But people still sang Urva Fanka or... The other yeah, version. The other Were they version. kind of also making fun of these Southerners? I mean, was it a way of also kind of, oh, those, they're not from here, they're from down there and making fun of them? Because that, that, that happens a lot. Uh, yeah, south, uh, south and north, yeah. That's a good question. Some people would make fun of the dialect right. here and there, using, you know, the dialect when making jokes. So they would, but I'm sure, you know, they made jokes with our dialect too. So <laughs> it was vice versa, just like North and, and South. Yeah, Don't yeah. we do it in here in America? Who? Mm -hmm. The Tennessee accent? <laughs> so this song, you know, you said it was a love song, but I, I, you know, I wonder about that. I wonder, she's picking grapes and, and maybe she's trying to steal grapes from another orchard. The guard catches her and he'll let her go if she... If she gives him something. So it's kind of like a blackmail song. Oh, well, blackmail. Yeah. Well, if you look at, you know, from that point of view, but if you know, if you know more um, of the Macedonian anthology and the music and the song and the context and the themes in the, in the songs, you would immediately guess it. But uh, for people who are not aware uh -huh. of that, they might think just like you suggested, but that's why we're here now to let the people know what the real meaning is. I don't know whether I brought this in one of the earlier podcasts. My classes, teaching classes at EFC, I think it was the East Coast, I taught the song, Tara, somebody's knocking at the door, and she goes, oh, mom, a young man was in the tavern and he drank, and on the way back home he he missed his way home oh, right. and stopped at our door and he's knocking like, you know, the mother like doesn't know, you know, who the guy is. And she goes, no, don't let him in. We don't have dinner. And she goes, mom, for him is going to be enough. My lips, you know, is a dinner and we don't have place to sleep. And then she goes, well, uh, mom, it's going to be enough. My slender, you know, figure for him. One of the students said she was going to sleep with him in front of her mother. And I said, no, of course not. She was just telling the mother in a different way that that guy is not just a random guy, you know, passing by who missed the way to his home. He knew exactly what door he was knocking and he was coming to go into their house and meet them and, uh, you know, see them and be with them. So that's what the meaning is, you know. And she said, oh, my gosh, that's totally different. Of yeah, course, so you know, context she, is everything. she was an American girl who didn't know much about, you know, these hidden uh, messages. Hidden meaning. Hidden, yeah, hidden meaning. And I really was 
grateful to her that she brought it up because, you know, she said out loud, other people of the students from the students might have had the same thought, but we clarify that. And I'm glad, you know, with this podcast, we have a chance to clarify for the brighter audience mm-hmm. situations and meanings in different songs. You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by EzvorMusic.com. Слушавте македонска разгледница, представено от EzvorMusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belidis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.